So at this time we set our hearts on sitting in meditation, bringing the mind to be firmly established, which is something very important. Because we see that in our daily lives, our minds have a lot of proliferation. Whenever the mind gives rise to proliferation, then the sense of self arises right along with it. The sense of me and mine, you and yours, the mind's not empty. So the more the mind thinks, the more the mind proliferates, the more chaotic and agitated the mind is. The mind proliferating with regard to the past or future, not being in the present. So we have to train and practice to cease this activity of thinking and proliferating to bring the mind to stillness and peace. In the beginning we have momentary concentration, kanika samadhi. Then there's upajara samadhi, which is the mind more firmly established, close to true peace. And there's apana samadhi, the mind that's one-pointed and still. This is something we have to train in, we have to practice. Because if we don't train the mind, then the mind will just be in this state ongoingly. And we have to rest uh, enough as well. If we don't rest enough and the body's not in a good state, this has an effect on the mind. And the state of the mind affects the body as well. The state of the body affects the mind. If we don't eat properly or don't sleep enough, and this gives rise to problems in our life. So we have to train with our meditation object, our kamatana. This word kamatana is our basis for work, the basis for work in our minds. So we recollect the body, feeling tone, the mind, and dhammas, these four foundations of mindfulness. Wherever we practice, wherever we're physically located, we practice with these four foundations of mindfulness. We don't go beyond them. When we sit in meditation to know the in and out breathing, and this is recollecting the body. We have mindfulness with bodily movements. We know the body clearly, but we know the body in the body. If the mind is still or the mind is thinking, then we know it. We have mindfulness in the present moment. Then when the mind's still already, it's peaceful. Then this is kanaka samadhi. The mind can feel full, happy, content, peaceful. So this is the mind in stillness. It's not agitated. It's the beginning of samadhi arising. There's less thinking, less proliferating. And if we keep persevering, having effort, practice continuously, and we sit, our body and mind can feel very light. We see that the sense of self, the sense of me and mine, it's the mind being lost in conventions, the mind lost in the world, the mind lost in sense impressions, because in truth there's no self to be found. And that's 
the path to freedom from suffering, or seeing that is able to free us from suffering. Because we see that problems arise because the mind is lost. This gives rise to sadness, depression, unhappiness, suffering of all different types. These all arise because of the sense of self. So seeing this, therefore, we come to train and practice because we see that we need wisdom. And in order for wisdom to arise, we need the foundation of peace and samadhi. And for samadhi to arise, we need the foundation of virtue, or sila. So we see that this path of sila, samadhi, and panya, virtue, collectedness, and wisdom, it's the way to bring the mind to freedom from suffering bit by bit. In the beginning, we see that which ties and binds the heart is this sakaya ditti, this view of self, personality view, seeing things in terms of me and mine, you and yours. In the beginning, that's the first fetter, the first bind for the heart that we have to try to fix or cure. So we know this already. We have the perception arise that it's not self, that thoughts are not self, the breath is not self, all the water we drink is not self, the food that we eat is not self, the fire element, the heat in the body doesn't belong to us either. But yet, even if we've had this perception, when sense contact arises, the sense of self arises right along with it whether it's the eye seeing a form, or the ear hearing a sound, the nose smelling a smell, the tongue tasting a taste, the body contacting a tactile object, or the mind with a mind object. Whatever sense object arises, the sense of self arises right away, right along with it. So we have to be careful with this. Because the mind that lacks peace and samadhi will chase after these sense impressions. So we have to bring the mind to peace, stillness, and collectedness in order to separate out the mind from these sense impressions, to see that the mind is the mind, and sense impressions are sense impressions. Then it's like oil and water separated out. If we don't have samadhi, then they become mixed together as if they're the same thing. The mind and sense impressions mixed together, we see it as self. This is a state of agitation. We see that all dhammas arise based on causes. So we have to cultivate the causes for wisdom to arise. Because if we don't practice, then delusion arises. We have sense contact, that, and then this is the cause for suffering. So we have to cultivate the causes for the end of suffering, for niroda, in order to achieve this. And to do this, we have to train and practice, have mindfulness in the present moment with our meditation object, our kamatana, buddho, dhammo, sangho, while walking or sitting, also the practice of loving-kindness meditation. We see that those who ordained the preceptor gives the five meditation objects, hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth, and skin. 
we see that it's about this very body that we're lost and clinging to, that we have the view that it's something beautiful, that it's something that is self that belongs to us. We think that the body is something that's self, that's happiness, that's permanent, that's beautiful. In the beginning, that's how we understand the body. Then we study the Dhamma, we hear that it's not self. So this is something that we've heard before. And then we have the happiness of samadhi arise in the mind, rapture, happiness. And we see that this is a kind of happiness that's not dependent on outer conditions. Because if we have a lot of favorable outer conditions, a lot of material wealth, and we can feel impressed with this, and we can use these outer things. Then we come to sit in meditation, do walking, sitting meditation, close our eyes. Then this can also lead us to feel impressed as well from the mind that's brought to peace and samadhi. This is something that all people are capable of doing through training. Then we come to be able to compare these worldly dhammas of gain, fame, pleasure, and compare it to the happiness of meditation, the mind that's peaceful in samadhi. So we see that these qualities of samadhi, virtue, meditation are very important. We have to practice and train in them, cultivate mindfulness to know the present moment in time as it arises in order to cure the ignorance, seeing things in terms of me and mine, you and yours. So we contemplate this body, contemplate the body as a heap of impermanence, suffering and not self. So may you train in this way Do it a lot, cultivate a lot, practice a lot. May you all set your hearts on this.